This is Consensu, the podcast episode 497 for the week of January 29th, 2023. Hey, welcome back to, what is this, Consensu? The podcast. An extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site. Consensu. Yes, we cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of going off script, a little bit of entertaining. Hey, I am Mike. I have Ken back again. I have Randy back again. It's the Kakarot Trio. That's not what we're going to call ourselves at all. Damn, I'm going to have to throw all these shirts away. (laughs) (laughs) Merch ready to go? Yeah, man. It's good. Look, this stuff's going to sell itself. Yeah, it's all about the branding, man. You got to get in on that game. So I've heard. Uh, We are back again. Y'all, this game came out three years ago, and we're talking about it for the third time, I think, on the show. So approximately once a year, but not exactly. No, because 2020 to 21 to 22, 23, there's math in there somewhere. I know this is a video game that has been out for a couple of years, and we've talked about it a few times. Uh, We did the initial review of the game, the base game, as the kids call it these days. We talked about the Trunks DLC, the last part of the first season pass. We are back again to talk about the first part of the second season pass. Let's get the name right here. Bardock. Bardock, a final solitary battle, or if you are playing in English, Bardock alone against fate. That is going to be the topic for this here episode. Um, Let's do this beginning of the episode stuff. Ken, how are you? You're back again. This is now four in a row. Uh, You are official co-host at this point. Oh, (laughs) dude, uh... That's my whole bucket list. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Randy, back again uh, as well. You've been on quite a bit. A few. It's been a bit, I think, since the last Kakarot one. But uh, yeah, good to be back. So let me ask you this. As fellow podcaster, do you feel like I'm taking away content from your show when I ask you to come on here and talk about things? Or was Doug never going to play this game? Doug was never going to play this game. Okay. Uh, so no, no hard feelings there. Okay. I do feel a little bit bad about it, but at the same time, I'm like, it's all good. People probably listen to both. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. There's crossover for sure. Yeah, yeah. We had an experience playing this DLC. I want to get into it. I'm happy to have these folks here. It is topic time. All right, so Kakarot originally launched, we talked about this, on the PS4, Xbox One, and PC back in January 2020. It did get a Switch port uh, a little bit later. With the original release of the game, it received a season pass with two shorter entries and then one longer one. Uh, That was Trunks. We reviewed that back on podcast episode 490, almost a full year ago, last March. As of this recording, this month, we got new native PS5 and Xbox Series S and X versions of Kakarot this month. And alongside that, a second season pass was announced with three story arcs as opposed to story episodes. Now, Ken, I think you're... Randy, I don't remember, but I know, Ken, you did play... Are you the only one who played all three of those in the first one? Uh, Yeah, all the... the the, you talking about the 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 Weiss, the Golden Frieza, and yeah. then Trunks. Yeah, I, I played everything. Yeah, I played those as well. You did. Okay, so you can confidently say from your perspective that those first two were certainly uh, episodes as opposed to arcs, right? One more than the other. Yeah. Yeah. the The Battle of Gods one was basically like a a bonus uh, level up your character kind of thing. I did 
dabble in it a little bit. Yeah, it was kind of like a boss rush, but it was just two bosses that you yeah. just fought over and over again. Yeah. Fun. My Goku is level 285 now, oh and I'm God. still grinding for 300. I think mine's 291, I think is what I saw. So. That's ridiculous. And then Resurrection F was a little bit more than that. I didn't touch that one at all yet. I still haven't gone back to it. Uh, if there's stuff from this Bardock DLC you didn't like, you're not going to like the Golden Frieza. Stuff. <laughs> All right, then. And then the Trunks one, we, we talked about that. That was, a, that was a full story. And spoilers, it was kind of like two full stories. And that's really going to set up, I think, a lot of this discussion. Uh, let's get into how we all played. Randy, I'm going to start with you because I know you're the different one from Ken and I. How did you play the new Bardock DLC? Yeah, I get to be the singled out one that's weird. Uh, I played on PC mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. how was that? Uh, just fine and dandy. But could I get a little digital foundry up in here and make some complaints <laughs> about some things? Look, you've had sixty FPS this whole time, so you know it's time to let us have something here. No, no, okay. So it's not just that, which is super cool that uh-huh, the PS5 uh-huh. and the Xbox Series consoles finally got. An upgrade to 60 frames per second. But y'all also got some other visual upgrades like some new foliage. There's flowers and we stuff We got flowers, buddy. <laughs> uh, increased foliage density. You guys also got real good screen space reflections on water and things. And they touted that as like, it's coming. New next gen upgrade. And uh, PC players are like, that's cool. Are we getting that update? It's because, you know, that'd be that'd be neat. And then lips zipped the whole time. Launch day comes. No update. <laughs> and it's like, well, that's kind of a bummer. It was going to be one of two ways. Either they forgot to tell us and like, yeah, that's going to happen. Or what did happen. Ah, we're just going to ignore these guys that paid us $60 for this game and not give them the same treatment. That's fine. I did email them and I did get a response. Uh huh. I read that? Yeah, I would love to hear it. Uh, we truly appreciate your support and interest for the game. In regards to your inquiry, as of now, the next gen upgrade to be released is for consoles only. And we don't have any information yet on when it will be released on Steam platform. Furthermore, I had asked about like a four gigabyte patch. I'm like, what was that? And they just said the four gigabyte patch should be for the game updates. For now, what we can do is to take this ticket as a feedback suggestion and relay it to our development team for further checking. Having this said, we recommend you stay tuned to our official for further announcements related to this one. That was a weirdly worded English email. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 kind of like, ah, we forgot to work on it. We were focused on this. Well, maybe we'll talk about it later. So I guess keep your hopes up, which I, I was going to say that that sounds like hope. It does. But I've I've played Bandai Namco games before where I've had hope and it. Um, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't turn out super well. <laughs> that's that's a shame. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry for you. You know, that's okay. I mean, I know that you guys gave me some ribbing like, oh, man, you're not you're not getting flowers. That sucks. <laughs> like, eh, it's just kind of a, a mean thing to do to people that paid for the game that uh, everybody else gets. So, yeah, yeah. You know. In in reality, Randy, it's not something you notice when it's, you play. It's not. Especially with all the things that just drop back down to 30 for their animations anyway, which is fairly yeah. often. So the thing yeah. I noticed the most, and this might also be on PC, was just how clean all of the cell shaded lines looked. It was. Yeah, uh, that was astounding. I yeah. Thought. 
Well, Ken, yeah. you and I played on PS5. We we did the upgrade. Mm-hmm. Uh, were we both disc versions? So we actually had the easiest time of everyone possible on this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. PS4 disc version upgrade to PS5. Yeah. There were some, I, I think, some redemption issues with the PS4 digital version to PS5 early on. Xbox players got hosed, y'all, on this with, oh, your save data. Sorry. Uh, uh, Never mind, never mind, take it back. And look, I read their their fix explanation at least twice. And I have no idea what it said, what it meant, what you're supposed to do, how it resolves. No clue whatsoever. I was going to ask, did they ever follow up? And they're like, okay, yeah, we released a patch. You don't have to do, you don't have to worry about no, it. No, that's like, now. they fixed it, but there's a process you have to go through. It has mm. to, uh, I'm not going to say because I'm going to get it wrong, but they did something. Okay. I have something like 80 hours in this game. And if my save got <laughs> wiped, I just do it all again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that's the, I guess, the, the how you played take. Ken, can we really say anything? You kind of already said it. I mean, it's nice having the full frames on everything. It does jump back down to 30 for, I'm thinking of uh, one of the post-game things things we'll talk about we're going to split this kind of like we did trunks where if you're playing this and you especially if you played the previous stuff you kind of know what the structure of these packs are going to be and i'll say it, it does the same thing sort of but we'll we'll hold off if you don't really know if all you know is the bardock tv special we'll talk about the stuff that you know that doesn't spoil the story and then we'll give the like gameplay spoilers later on. But in, in terms of your playing the game, you said you don't really notice it. The lines are cleaner. I don't know. For me, it just felt like, because since I last played this, I've upgraded my TV. Um, I'm obviously playing on the PS5 now. It kind of felt like what I remember the PS4 game looking like on a 1080p screen is now what the PS5 game looks like playing on a 4K screen. Like It was an appropriate jump up, I think. Right. Yeah. It's like if you were to play The Last of Us remake, not having played since the PS3 version. Yeah. Yeah. This is what it looks yeah. like. Yeah. Of course. Absolutely. Uh, all right. So that's it for just the new version of the game. I guess let's jump into. I want to know how long it took you all. I, I did keep track and then I totally lost where that was. I want to say it was only a couple hours. I unfortunately didn't keep track. I mean, it probably. I don't, yeah, probably like a handful, maybe five-ish? Yeah, I, I think five is somewhere around where I landed. That sounds about right, including everything to the to the very, very end. Maybe a little bit of extra grinding in there. I did, I, and I did some of that grinding, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about the story itself. Because in terms of gameplay, it is Kakara. I mean, you're doing... You're flying on the map, you're going down to locations, you're talking to people, you're accepting some missions, you're doing some side stories. It's basically Yakuza with flying, I guess. I, you know, The more I play these games, <laughs> the more they're all starting to just blend together. Especially these last three years, Ken. I feel like it's been constant Yakuza and Kakarot for me. Oh, good. I mean, that's the way you want it, really. Yeah, that that's life right there. Um, but the the gameplay, the the loop, the gameplay loop, the gameplay loop cycle is pretty standard to the standard version of the game, the base game too. Um, it pretty much follows the Bardock TV special, effectively beginning to end. You do get some side missions in there, some side stories that are original to this game. Some of the missions and the side stuff are 
pulled from the TV special as is. And I guess that's something we can talk about is that, yes, this is the original Bardock TV special. Um, slight spoilers here, I guess. It doesn't pull anything from anything else whatsoever. Uh, I didn't notice any cameos, any special call outs to anything. You pretty much just played that TV special beginning to end. Now, 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 now. We are leaving out the best cameo. Oh, all right. My boy right. Suika. He is here. Suika Melone, uh, if you will, in the English localization. Um, so cameos from the rest of the game as opposed to, like, Leak isn't here. Dine's not here. Like, they didn't do yeah. any of that kind of stuff that I kind of thought they would. Um, and I want to save some of this for the very end because it kind of ties into how I feel about the the DLC as a whole compared to the trunk special where I felt like they, they set the bar maybe a little high. So I guess let's talk about just the, the full beginning to end stuff. We like stuff. We thought they adapted really well here. Um, the thing I want to call out immediately is the, um, staggering walking down the hallway. I thought that was a brilliant scene and it's, there's not much to it. It's just you're walking and there's dialogue. And I wanted to walk down those side hallways and they're like, nah, get back on the path here. Don't put side hallways if I can't walk down them. Otherwise, it was fine. Well, Mike, you are alone against fate in that hallway. That's true. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you <laughs> faded to go to the end. Uh, so when I played this DLC, I played about the first hour. Uh, I Actually, I streamed it. And then I watched the Bardock special for the first time in, I don't know, like five years or something. Mm. And so the way that kind of times out in the way that the DLC story is, is that you do a considerable amount <laughs> before the story of the special starts. Yeah. And I was I was right at that perfect amount of time. So it was like I watched the, the special and then I went in the DLC proper and it was like line for line, conversation yeah, for conversation yeah. of how the, the DLC special goes. Very little that's changing in there. and But like you said, you get to that hallway scene. And I was like, they, I would normally be kind of bothered that we're not going anywhere else with this. But that they're committing to this one slow, staggering scene. Mm-hmm. I was, I've always loved the attention to detail and the writing quality of this game in particular. And I think while I think it doesn't venture too far out of itself, uh, I was just blown away with the uh, the way it adheres to everything of the special, uh, I guess, possibly to a fault. Yeah. Yeah. That whole that whole scene uh, was pretty great just for, you know, the emotional gut punch of it. You know, sometimes I feel like, you know, the games are just kind of trying to cash in on, you know, you, you like this franchise, you'll pay money for this and yeah. we're going to crap out a product and you'll probably like it or you know or not i don't care i got your money um but it definitely feels like this team that works on this uh cares about the source material and how everything is conveyed so that it gives you a similar feel or enhances that that original uh source material so yeah something like that 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 hallway scene man really gets me uh, on bardock's side and like feeling his desperation. So, um, yeah, I agreed with Ken on the writing team here. What you're saying about feeling Bardock as a character specifically is I've never really been a big Bardock guy. Mm -hmm. This DLC made me like him and it made me like his squad mates. 
the the way it goes into uh, Toma mm-hmm. and how he's really is Bardock's best friend and the side stuff with Selipa. You you basically go through side stuff with each of these characters before what you know has to happen in the special. And it just made me love them in a way that I've never really cared about Totepo before or or a Pumpkin, but I like them now. Yeah, you got nothing with them in the TV special, so to to have anything. And I, I, I guess I would take issue with a little bit of that, maybe one of the side stories there that I didn't think hit too much, but go ahead, Randy. I was going to say, I don't think Totepo or Pumpkin really got enough to shine. I think they got pretty shafted every time you get to go into combat, they are like, we'll split off and do our own team yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, oh, man, I think the only mission I remember doing is like they're fishing. So I get to help them fish. And other than that, they're just kind of relegated to the background for this. So I felt they got shafted. It's kind of funny how Bardock is the, oh, Bardock, you're great at everything. You're the strongest. You're the best fisher of the group. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I felt like, correct me if I'm wrong, was Bardock always the leader of this team? Because for whatever reason... In the original, I thought Toma was the leader of this this group. I don't think it was ever specified. They're all just marked as teammates, squad mates. Gotcha. Because in this, they kind of really try to sell. He's their their leader and their yeah. captain. I feel like so. Yeah, it's yeah. like oh, that's a that's a bit of a change. At least I thought it was. So I mean, an addition, I suppose. But so in terms of other things that they they really nailed, uh, I would be remiss not to say they played it. At the right part. <laughs> and it, I didn't think it was going to work, um, but it really did in this. Uh, so we're talking about Solid State Scouter. Uh, Kakarot has done this thing where they use a lot of existing music from Shunsuke Kikuchi's score. Uh, they've done a lot of original music to complement that at the same time. And so the Bardock DLC does basically that exact same thing. I know, Ken, you want to talk about some music stuff, but it's primarily new music, but we do get Solid State Scouter in there. And I think that would have been the biggest miss possible not to include it. So I'm, I'm glad they did. I don't know how it was for you guys, but when it came to that moment where they started playing it, I think it only played like the first few notes and then immediately it gave me like a dialogue box and changed the music. I'm like, oh, no, man, you (laughs) you gave me what I wanted and then you took it away immediately. But then when that dialogue box went away, I think then the song started playing. So I was worried. I'm like, that's all I'm getting. That sucks. But I'm glad that they came through with it. I'm about to say the most unpopular thing you've ever had said on your podcast before, Mike. Cut his mic. I don't like Solid State Scouter. Ken? You've got like a camera shutter going off in it. It just throws me off the whole song. But I will say this is the best version of Solid State Scouter. Uh, I'm a fan of this version of it. You're wrong about everything you're saying. I'm going to go into my files on my computer and I'm going to change the audio so that it takes out the camera shutter version <laughs> and puts the Kakarot one in. Oh my God, this will be Ken's last episode. Ken, you're wrong uh, on every account here. Not the only streak is, ends at four. Not only is Damn. Solid State Scouter the best song ever, it's a fantastic song. This is the worst version of Solid State Scouter there's ever been. Even the reorchestration from the Blast games on PS3 was significantly better than this one. I Don't give me that look. Oh my God. I'll say I liked it. I don't like it 
as much as the original because I do love the camera shutter. I like the, you know, counting up battle powers as we're going along. But listen to this, like my head was bobbing. I was like, yeah, I like this. This this works. Yeah, I'm jamming. No one's taking pictures. It's good. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I at least want to plug here. I did a bonus podcast episode called The Story of Solid State Scouter back in... um, Oh my God, January 2018. Everything goes back to January here. Uh, I will link it alongside this podcast episode. If you haven't heard it, uh, it goes into where we think this song came from because uh, you may be familiar with a Japanese group called Yellow Magic Orchestra. You may have heard of an album called Solid State Survivor. Uh, What is the connection here? Well, we'll tune in and learn all about it there. Uh, All right, so as um, we've determined, Solid State Scatter is the best song, and this is the worst version of it. Okay, other stuff you feel that this DLC either adapted really well or put a unique spin on that you got something new out of? You know, we had talked about the team stuff, uh, helping Selipo with uh, a stalker. I like that. Well, uh, okay, I gotta stop you. We didn't really talk about it. We alluded to it. I thought that was the weakest. God, I, I could get rid of you guys. I need people I can... Just ha- I need yes men. I don't want no men here. What are we doing? <laughs> no, I appreciate the differences of opinion. Don't get me wrong. People are going to write in and be like, why does he always just talk over these people and tells them they're wrong? No, it's I, I want to hear this. Um, I, It really didn't work for me. What did you like about it? Hon- honestly, I liked it that they at least attempted to give her a character. I mean, yeah, it right. probably isn't, you know, the most ideal way that I would have liked to have had it handled. But I'm like, I respect that they went somewhere with it. And I thought like, OK, cool. We're actually going to try to dive into these characters some more. So I just wrote I, that I like that. <laughs> I like that fact. And that storyline also softens Bardock to a point where when I so like I said, yeah. I I played this part and then I watched the special and I'm like, Man, he's way harder of like mm-hmm. a jerk. Mm-hmm. What they changed Bardock's character, but then as I played more of the game and and contextually, I'm like, okay, I guess this is I'm not as offset by this anymore. But Bardock seemed really strangely written in that story. I don't think so. I mean, I don't know. The Bardock TV special was one of the earliest fan subs I ever got. So after I got my uh, Super Saiyan Goku versus Frieza fan subs, my first order from an online fan subber where I had to send a mail order and then self-addressed stamped envelope box to get my tapes back in the mail. <laughs> Folks, I'm 40 years old. Uh, was the Bardock and Trunks TV special movies 11 and 12? God, what else? I, I'm Now I'm old enough that I forgot what the third tape was. I think that might have been the end of GT, last episode's Raw. I think it was. So the Bardock special is kind of like in my fandom DNA of some of my earliest memories. Um, and Ken, as you were saying, like, oh, this is like line for line. They're just doing the show here. Like every intonation of delivery I know from the Bardock special. And they really nailed like through and through scenes that they adapted. Uh, like even the, oh, well, I guess we have to thank Lord Frieza for allowing us. To, like just the way that that character delivered that line um, really came through. It's always great to just hear Nozawa kill it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every And whenever she's not voicing young Gohan, uh-huh. <laughs> she's just slaying that role. And especially with Bardock, you know, as she's gotten older, her voice has gotten a little bit rougher. Mm-hmm. And now she's got like this real gruffness to her Bardock. It fits so I'm well. Like, Hell yeah. yeah. This is like the version of Bardock. I will say, I think it was bad that Bardock did not fish with his tail and he used a fishing rod. I think he should have done it with his tail. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, neither did that's I. How, 
That's how Goku does it. So, I mean, I get it. He's a, a rough and tough bad guy. He's not going to be smiling and wiggling his butt, I guess. But, like, make it happen, guys. I think you're cowards for not doing it. That that would have endeared me to Bardock even more. We're talking about sub-stories. Uh, one I think we really have to call out is the uh, Ginyu tryouts. This multi-stage one. And that's kind of the one that brings all of them together after you've done the individual sub-stories. It kind of leads up to that. Uh, and then you end up with this five squad versus another five squad. Uh, I really liked it. I feel like every game has to have some kind of Ginyu tryout kind of what if story <laughs> in it. Uh, and I took screenshots to go along to make sure I update the appropriate wiki page <laughs> for this. Nice clean ones without dialogue on it too. So you don't have to worry about having English text there on top of it. Made sure I did that correctly. Uh, but I enjoy. I just thought the writing in that was great through and through. Ginyu's realization of like, well, this is only a spot for one person. And yeah, you yeah. guys all operate great as a team. It, it would be wrong to break you up. That feels very Ginyu that he's yeah, like, yeah. no, it's all about the team dynamics. We can't mess with that. Whenever one of these games takes Ginyu and makes him just like a really endearing <laughs> yeah, guy, yeah, yeah. it's so funny. I, I'll just give me that for the rest of as Dragon Ball is out. Just give me nice guy Ginyu. So I, I do want to turn it over to gameplay a little bit. And Ken, we already alluded to this too. Uh, some of the gameplay in this versus what was in the Resurrection F story, which I didn't play. Um, so I actually didn't know. I haven't looked anything into that story. So I know nothing about how it transpired. Um, but th- so this DLC introduced me to like the horde mode gameplay that Kakarot has been doing. I don't... This wasn't in the base game, was it? I don't remember it from there. No. You certainly had like multiple opponents, but nothing like this. It started with Resurrection F and it was fine there because you only have to do it a few times. (laughs) (laughs) But in this one, you're doing it over and over. (laughs) If some is good, more must be better. That's I'm sure what they were thinking. It was at least thematically and story appropriate for when you did it. I mean, you're going to this planet and this is what you're doing. You're you're wiping out the citizens of the planet and you're kind of breaking down their defenses. Um, and so they incorporated that well, where you take on, you know, 100, 150, then you literally destroy a tower there, get a couple items out of it and go on to the next. Uh, I didn't do it where you just went straight to the final area. I did systematically go through and, and beat them all. So like the game kind of tells you, you know, you can go do it if you want. I don't know if you would have to fight 600 people at the end if you didn't do this. Yeah, it's like an 800 person match. Yeah, No, thank you. <laughs> I mean... My only thing with it is that I dislike that you have this gauge that you get to fill up and you can level it up to level three where you can take out large chunks of people at a time. Mm -hmm. I dislike that they have these mini bosses that need to have an introductory cutscene. So I'd save up to a level three. I'm like, yes, let's do it. I'm going to take out like a hundred dudes. And it's like, you took out four because now it's mid boss time. And then this guy's got to come in. I'm like, man, why couldn't I just wiped out a hundred and then had the mid-boss and then, like, final boss when it's just a different color dude anyway. That kind of killed it for me because I was like, well, what was the point of saving this up and telling me, you should save this up and do more? I thought it was kind of empowering, though. Again, I didn't do it in Resurrection F to just take out opponents and one, two hits, and then you're just, like, constantly locking on to another one. But the number of times you do it, ooh. And it's just, you're just, it's the same every time you do it. So it's like, take out these, uh, what are they called? Not Cardassians, that's Star Trek. Kanassans. Yeah, Kanassans. You just do it over and over and over, and then you fight the final area, and it's the exact same as each time you've done it. In the Resurrection F1, 
you are going in as different teams, like you're Piccolo, and you get to pick who your two teammates are. Okay. And then you go in and you do a round. And then you switch over, and now you're Gohan. And Gohan has also picked out his two teammates. So it shakes up who you're playing as, who you're playing with. Uh, there's there's also story reasons for that. You know, it takes inspiration from the Resurrection F movie where they're fighting yeah, yeah. thousands of soldiers or whatever. And so I get why it's in there, and I get why it's in here. Mm-hmm. It's probably only in here, though, because of the whole part where he's outside the or like in the atmosphere mm-hmm. of planet yeah, Vegeta. Yeah. And they're like, oh, let's make this the thing. Retrofit let's put it, it all over this uh-huh, DLC. Uh-huh. And the fact that they already made kind of like the system for that in the Resurrection F1, like they had that ready to go, I guess. I wish they just showed more restraint. So that way it wasn't so sure. Well, that kind of ties in to, I, I do want to give a, a more holistic view of this specific DLC package and you have to look back to the Trunks one where I felt we got a larger, more comprehensive story and package and flow and narrative flow to that, where even aside from the side stuff, it, it felt like you got to sit with stuff for a little bit as opposed to this one where it's kind of like boom, 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 except for maybe the hallway scene. I'm, I'm not really describing it well enough, but it it really felt shorter. You know, if they're going to tell us that these are arcs and not episodes anymore. I was expecting the, the one, you know, right off the bat here in season two to be as in depth as trunks. And I don't feel we got that here. Sure. Yeah. In trunks, there's all the side stuff where you go and you check in on Chi Chi yeah. and Ox King mm-hmm. and you're checking in on uh, Chi Chi again <laughs> later on in the story. And then you, you're doing different things with Bulma and you're getting to see um, West City rebuild itself mm-hmm. after the after the androids have s- struck. And this Bardock didn't have any of that. The world never changed that you're in. You're, it's always just that same planet Vegeta map that you're on. And yeah, it, it, it felt, I don't want to say rushed, but Mike, I think you're right that Trunks set the bar too high. Mm. <laughs> and... This like I thought there was no chance in hell we weren't gonna get episode of Bardock. Yeah, thousand percent. So I guess let's go into a little bit of spoilers. Except it's not really spoilers because this DLC does have a post game, just like Trunks did, and it's just more material from the Bardock TV special. <laughs> it's it is Chibi Little Child Vegeta doing the Cyber Man fight. We do get a little extra. I I did like this part where we did have the encounter with Kiwi. And I thought that was a really good tie-in to what's referenced in the original series and actually gets a little more in filler material in the TV series um, where we actually get flashback, that cool hallway scene of Vegeta and Kiwi. I'm pretty sure that's filler. Maybe that is... No, that might, might be in the manga too. Maybe I just associate it with the TV series. Have to go back and check that. Anyway, you get QE was not in the Bardock TV special, but you do get it here. And I thought that was a nice allusion to that future rivalry, so to speak. And he even brings up like, oh, now we're rivals. Um, So I thought that was cool. Um, But then you go out into a horde mode as little Vegeta too. Yeah, it's just that all over again. I have a question for you guys because you played on consoles. I'm not sure if this was a similar thing. How was your performance during that part on that planet doing horde mode stuff as vegeta because for me i was playing it 4k 60 whole game no problem but as soon as i got to that part it tanked into like the 20s and was just chunky the whole way through like i had to go change some settings where it actually like 
got anywhere remotely close to what it was before. So I'm like, I think there's some weird optimization things no, here. And I was curious no. if it's a PC thing only or if it was, uh, it was fine for you totally guys. fine. This is only, uh, I guess I would say this is the the area where I noticed more than anything else um, because I started using super attacks more often on this horde mode for some reason. So when mm-hmm. Vegeta used whatever his kind of like generic larger key blast was that's when it would do the thing like oh this is a canned 30 animation as opposed to 60 so i felt i saw that more often but i certainly didn't have any performance issues anywhere Mm, okay it was interesting because during that before i lowered settings anytime it did go into that canned animation that was back up to 30 but just like flying around and doing anything else i'm like huh this is weird interesting yeah and this portion i clocked it it took me like literally an hour and that was it and it, it's it's very interesting because you know how in the main game to go to the uh, the add-on content you have to like go to the add-on menu and it takes you from like this little beam pillar to you know a new area in the past or wherever it is you are. But within this DLC, it also has its own separate transport to the Vegeta part. So you have like separate leveling going, which I guess you would have to do unless you just went to some area where you like switched characters, like go up to a counter and say, no, plays Vegeta plays Bardock. But, um, that, that felt a little awkward to me. Uh, and I didn't feel the need to do any more grinding, like to level up Vegeta's attacks. So what am I going to go do? Yeah. That part seemed pretty short and like, there's not a lot of reason to stick around for it versus the Bardock stuff where you get new special abilities and you got to grind out some um, uh, fights to, you know, upgrade his, his skills. Vegeta felt much more condensed. The one of the grinding training fights you do, I think the, the very lowest level one is your as kid Vegeta again. Mm-hmm. And it started up and I saw I was doing that elimination battle stuff and I exited right out. I was, I am not <laughs> doing this at all. Yeah. No. I thought it was fine, the Vegeta part. Um, I'm glad that stuff got included. I love Horikawa doing the little Vegeta mm. voice. And I especially love at the end when Nappa calls him. Again, just going back to, I know every intonation of this. I was just expecting that. Sora day. Yeah, you got it. They nailed it. They totally nailed it there. That was good. But it wasn't even remotely close to what we got with the Trunks stuff and not just that the trunks dlc had its post credits full story you got multiple side stories new original side stories for the post game of trunks um some of them i I thought were the funniest ones in that entire bit you may have gotten some extra stuff with bardock but i've already forgotten it if there there was anything new to do there i certainly didn't feel compelled to go level up or do anything else no there's nothing new with bardock because it it just drops you back as if he was about to go out in the space. Yeah. And this is tough because this is season pass two. We have an increased cost up to $40 for a base price. If you're on PC, I mean, all the sites had uh, a sale on it, like games billet and whatever, you know, green man, they all had some deals or something. So you at least save a couple bucks there. Um, this stuff regularly goes on sale. Uh, I know I picked up the season pass one uh, before trunks even came out at a discounted price. So I'm sure this will go on you know, heavy sale at some point. Um, but to get in the door, it's you know $40 right up front. Having now played the entirety of this Bardock one, I don't know how I feel about that. You feel like you watched some anime screenshots <laughs> in a video game cutscene. Yeah. Because they couldn't be bothered. Oh, even I more so. Forgot about that part. Oh my God, literal screenshots. I, I wrote here the crunchiest JPEGs possible Oof. for flashbacks. We had like, there's actual scenes 
of all of these in the Kakarot game, why didn't we at least take screenshots of that to use in there? And if we had to use anime ones, why didn't we use literally anything better than the lowest quality, blown out photos we could for for those? They didn't want to render, you know, pre raditz stuff. So then you wouldn't want to have both. But we're getting 23rd Budoka, so they're going to have some. But then at the same time, like, I know there's an HD remaster of the Bardock TV special that they've made. It's aired on cable in Japan. This looks like someone grabbed their Dragon Box and... Did one? No, they didn't even do that. They grabbed one of the 4K 120 FPS YouTube videos and blew that up and threw a cloud filter on top of it. Randy, I totally forgot about these. That was my first note. Oh my, <laughs> my notes was like, that was the most disappointing thing. Because, yeah, I mean, just literally anytime he has flashes of the future, uh, Goku fighting Vegeta, like, we had that in the game. Just yeah. go and, and hit F12 on your PC <laughs> at that point. Done deal. You don't have to. Ugh, it was it was such a strange choice. Now I see what Kim was getting at with the, the screenshots thing. <laughs> but we are getting another two story arcs out of the DLC. So, if I mean, if you break it down, they're, they're selling them individually at 20. So, you know, it's a deal. How could you not buy the season pass? You know, you'd be losing money not buying the season pass. I fell for it. I I bought it. <laughs> I sure did. I feel like they got me a little bit on this. I don't know if it was a resources allocation kind of thing, but I, I just keep going back to the Trunks one feeling like, you know, I even put up that poll a couple of weeks before this came out. Like, what are we going to get as the post game? I feel like episode of Bardock was like a given on this. Yeah, that seemed like that was going to be the easiest thing. I think I had made a comment before of like, if no gas, no sale. Like, I want to do the gas fight from the super manga. But yeah, it just it felt like episode of Bardock would have been the no brainer thing to do. Maybe they don't want to give an English voice to Chilled. No, that can't be enough. Forget that. <laughs> Go ahead. That or just anything. Like you said, Leek, Guine. Yeah. None of that. The other guy. <laughs> none of those minus Beats? characters are there. Wait. No, Beats was with uh, Paragus, never mind. And I'm really curious about that because this seems, we talked about this with the base game review. We're like, this is the expanded lore Toriyama canonicity video game. And so, yes, this was a Z product. But for them to go back to what has now very recently been retconned out of you know, happening existence, more or less. You know, if you want to do the gymnastics to say like, oh, well, this kind of fits and we just didn't see it happen in Minus and Broly. And if you want to make that work, you know, that's that's Toyotaro's job. I'll let him figure that out. I will say like, you know, talking about they didn't have as much resources for this maybe and that's why it was kind of cut short. I do want to, something that I thought of comparing it to the base game. Yeah. In this Bardock section, we had six pre-rendered FMV sequences. Mm. which is two more than the entire cell arc had in the base game. Yeah, right. Uh, and that also doesn't include like the one or two during uh, Vegeta's segment, um, which also don't show up in the encyclopedia after you see them, which is annoying. Uh, so that's a bummer. But it's just, it's weird. You know, like they at least put in the time for, for those versus like cell, which got kind of shafted in the base game in the cinematic department. But I mean, like, at least they weren't you know, lazy on, on that part. It's such a strange production of a game. You know, I'm, I'm always interested <laughs> to see how it's going to shake out. Uh, just some random other things. Could I, I had ideas Please. Uh, that I wanted to throw out there. Something else that they didn't work on. You know how in the base game you get to fly around and you can shoot at dinosaurs to get food and stuff. Oh yeah. There's, there's nothing no, out there. There's no, yeah, there's no animals on planet Vegeta at all. It's just fish. Like there's like, come on, you could have th- 
even just the regular Earth dinosaurs that have been like, yeah, okay. They but drove everything weird. to extinction, Randy. Is that really what they did? I mean, did they ever bring what, that up? It's what they do. I suppose. You want a little uh, Sufurian like crawling out of a cave somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been something. Uh, that would have been a fun side story of like, oh, hey, one of them's left. What do we do about this guy? No, wasn't maybe there something about a bridge and like there were some guys hiding in a cave somewhere? I, I couldn't even figure out where that cave was or what they were talking about. There were there was something about something under a bridge. Yeah. And then I went underwater and I'm like, I don't know what I'm looking for. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> they were these new things, these the strong alien and the long tailed alien like enemies that you fight. And were they properly named in the Japanese version. Were they from anything else before that? I didn't recognize anything other than the Toro, which gets turned into like Tulo here. Yeah. Is it, is that, is that name been from around? It? Yeah. It's, it's from the credits in the, the Bardock TV special. Oh, okay. Cause I saw that pop up and I'm like, Whoa, yeah, new I've... lore, new lore. <laughs> no, the name exists. Yeah. Okay. But these aliens, they're new. So at least I, they... I think so. No, don't okay. put me on the spot with this. It's Doug you got to ask the trivia to. This is, I don't like this. <laughs> You're supposed to be the lore master yeah, here, so yeah. I figured I could ask you. Hmm, mm-hmm. I do like how Turo, I guess, how he was like, my future punch. Yeah, the, the name <laughs> on it was a little weird, but do you have anything else? Because I didn't want to talk about the music a little bit here. Uh, I like that Vegeta and Bardock cross paths. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just you know because in, in Super Vegeta knows who Bardock was uh, I like that they do kind of make Bardock out to be like a big deal like he's one of the you know front line getting stuff science. done out there yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't I, so there was a part where I almost like pooped my pants in the <laughs> not literally but in the Bardock and, and Frieza fight so at the end of the game of course you have to have a boss battle so they actually have you fight Frieza before Frieza destroys planet Vegeta it really looks like Bardock's about to go ultra instinct the lighting goes crazy his hair looks silver and i was like oh no what and then it like fades to black and i'm like oh okay we didn't go there oh good i think that is that gonna go their one allusion to the super manga with whatever the hell that was i guess it would have been nice for them to go absolute banana pants with uh this at the end just to just for something exciting i guess we do have to Talk about the fact that you do fight Frieza, which is a, a major difference from the original story, because you have to have a boss fight at the end, like you said. And he's in his pod, which is cool. He never yeah. leaves his pod. Yeah, it, it, it just undermines how much of not a fight this is, though. I, I like the way it's set up. I would have liked it if his health bar never goes down. So it's very clear, like, this is a losing battle. Sure, yeah. And, like, maybe an, an unwinnable JRPG fight sort of thing. To an unwinnable end of a game fight where you can just keep fighting if you want, but you know that this is ultimately where this fight has to go. Yeah, something like that. I mean, like, I know it probably wouldn't be satisfying from a gameplay's perspective. Of like, ah, I finished this, and, you know, I, I beat the bad guy, but it's like, oh... I just got my ass handed to me and, and I didn't get to do any cool stuff. But like, and that's what the Vegeta and post game stuff is for. Let this be the the thing that's, you know, another emotional impact of like, this is a fight you can't win, bud. Ken, let's talk about music a little bit. You asked us to go back and listen to some of the songs in the encyclopedia. I certainly did feel probably similar to what you're about to say and ask. Uh, you asked us to listen to... Well, you didn't say, but then Randy called it uh, the song Glimpses of the Future. It's called mm-hmm. here in Kakarot. I, I mean, I have the exact M number to talk about, but why don't you go ahead? So if you hit the notes button in the 
in the uh, in the Z encyclopedia. Uh-huh. It says it's an original, a new original track for the game. Yeah. And there's no way that's right because it's got all the who's it's and what's it's and ding dongs and knickknacks that make <laughs> Kikuchi music. Right? This has to be, f- this exists already, right? It sounds right? like something from Z Movie 3's uh, songs, right? So I, I think it's, it's just- almost exactly M1201 from DBZ Movie 5, uh, very beginning oh, where Kula is being introduced. Like some of the notes at the beginning are um, just like transposed a little bit, but the placement of like the Viber Slap and all that kind of stuff. So here, let me play a little sample from Glimpses of the Future. And then here is a little bit from M1201, which, uh, so just real quick, so it's called Glimpses of the Future in Kakarot. Uh, obviously, it just has a catalog number, but when it was collected into a suite of other songs on uh, the Daisenshu set, uh, it was part of a suite called Mirai Katakita Shonen, so future is involved in here. I just thought that was uh, a clever nod. Yeah, absolutely. So another one I wanted to call out is called in Kakarot here, Ruthless Invaders. This is basically just their version of the beginning of DBZ Movie 7 when 14 and 15 are walking through the city blowing shit up. Music in this game does not miss. The way that they interpret the feeling of old Kikuchi music yeah. in, with modern sensibilities, and I'm not just talking about the way that they've re, uh, reorchestrated the Kikuchi tracks, but the new ones all have this just vibrant Dragon Ball energy to them mm-hmm. in the way that I think some of Fusions did. I don't think necessarily all of Fusions did. There were a, f- a few that were like, whoa, this could be like from the show. Yeah. Uh, this this game, all these new tracks, even so the, some of the old Trunks ones, they're all so fantastic and fit so perfectly. The music, I think, was a highlight of this DLC for me. Music always feels like it's doing exactly the job that you want it to. So much so that, like, I wish some intrepid audio engineer would be like, all right, I'm going to go in and I'm going to, to replace all of the soundtracks of Z with all of these great Kakarot tracks and just see how it fits and be like, man, that would be, it would feel really good and it would feel right. What if you put this into a, another new version of Kai instead? Be- yes. Do yeah, that. exactly. 
you know, people throw around the idea of like Dragon Ball gaining a total new reanimation. Mm-hmm. And it's if that ever happened, this is the kind of music that I would want for it. This this is the 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 feeling, the atmosphere of Dragon Ball. Uh can I'll agree with you on fusions where it feels like it doesn't just have some ten out of ten songs, it has some like twelve out of ten songs in there. I think they go above and beyond some of the songs in that. For me, though, the the Kakarot music is kind of like 8 out of 10 across the board. I think they're all fine. I don't think any of them really knock it out of the park. And I think part of that is that they don't have enough to their suite, to their movement. I feel like they loop a little too soon. Um, Like I was just capturing some samples before we recorded to come put into this episode. And as I'm recording, I'm like, wait. It just looped. It's been like 45 seconds. I need more of a, a song. Um, you know, a lot of Kikuchi's music did that too, but there were some pieces that would go longer um, when the, the mood necessitated it. I'm no music expert, and my vocabulary in such is extremely limited. Oh, I'm, so, I'm, I'm faking it you know, <laughs> a thousand percent here. So <laughs> I just, I'm like, hey, sounds good. I like it. <laughs> it gave you a feeling, and that's what's important. I enjoyed my time playing this. I thought it was fine. I'm not raring to replay this. I really came away from Trunks just absolutely psyched and pumped and ready to recommend that on a whim to anyone. This is definitely one of those, get the season pass when it's on sale. That's, I think that's my recommendation here. I think it's worth playing. I think you'll get something out of it. I think it's going to be so funny for listeners who were like, hey, I'm going to re-listen to the Trunks DLC podcast yeah, yeah. before this one uh-huh. to hear how we were all so up on that. Uh-huh. And now we're like, well... Uh, Music was good, I guess. (laughs) I think, you know, it's like what Mike said uh, closer to the top where Trunks set the bar too high and they couldn't reach that. So now it just feels less than what it actually is. I think if we come back to it later, it might be we might be like, "Ah, it's it's not as bad as as uh, we thought. I'm I'm curious how the next ones will go, especially if we're doing the 23rd Budokai like. There's not a lot of flying around world exploring in that. So what's that going to even be like? And there shouldn't be any damn horde battles. (laughs) Uh Uh Uh, Well, I guess Tension Hong can split into four, but that's not. Oh, Mike. (laughs) How many how many combatants were there in the preliminaries? We got to fight through all those guys. We can get a DBZ movie nine with the battle royale at the beginning. Hey, we can do one more horde mode. So that's my take on it. Don't pay full price for it, but maybe play it if you've been into the game. Don't buy Kakarot to play the Bardock DLC. Buy Kakarot to play the Trunks DLC for sure. You're nodding. 1,000%. Yes, yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, This is not a video podcast. I should verbalize my my thoughts. Uh, This is a poo-poo DLC. And and I am the number one Kakarot apologist, okay? And I'm walking away from this one disappointed. I couldn't say anything better than than what Ken said. I, I I would agree. I paid full price for it. I don't know. They got me at this point. So I'm like, I'm not dis- I'm not sad that I did it. I'm glad that I played it and I got to talk about it with you guys. So I guess if you get to play this and you can talk about it with cool people, then I guess it's worth it. I'll sum it up. Uh, Randy, where can people find you? What's going on? Uh, I do another little podcast uh, with uh, other friend, uh, Doug. Uh, it's called We Got a Podcast. We try to do it every other week. Uh, we talk about the show, the movies, video games, uh, all that other fun jazz. So check that out. And then if you want to see me elsewhere on the internet, yeah, just look for at Saber underscore Breaker. Well, what are some of the things you've talked about most recently on the show? You talked about that French box set. 
That's right. We talked about the the French Dragon Ball Blu-ray that came out. We oh man, I'm blanking because it's been a bit. What did we even talk about at the end of last year? Because we covered the movies, we covered that. I'd have to bring up a list of <laughs> episodes to remember what we did. All right, well go check it out. I listened to it. You should listen to it. That's a good uh, endorsement. I'll take that. Ken, how about you? Yeah, I'm where I'm always at. Twitter.com slash Detective X. All right. Well, Randy and Ken, thank you. Uh, we'll be back for the 23rd Tenkaichi Budokai. Apparently, whenever that comes out, uh, all we got is uh, like a little what's next. And we saw adult ish Goku with the umbrella and turban and everything. Um, so we know that's coming. We don't know when it's coming. That'll be story arc two for season pass two. Uh, and then we'll have a, a third one. And at this point, we're going to cover them every step of the way because we're in this deep and you know, podcast episodes are podcast episodes. I love it. <laughs> this will not be the last season pass. I'm sure. Oh, oh God. It'll keep on coming. After this, I kind of hope it is. It's going to be like Xenoverse 2, where eight years later, like, how about that new legendary pack four for Kakarot? That's how it's going to be. This is this is the new world we live in. No new game yeah. every year. It's just three games that get updated perpetually. Get ready for the Kaba DLC pack. www.kanzenshuu.com. That is kanzenshu.com. Go there, find this here podcast, all sorts of other stuff, news, translations, guides. I started writing up a new rumor guide entry, and it might take a couple of years off my life, but I'm enjoying it. I got another box of research material, hopefully coming next week to knock out that gt thing i keep teasing uh, i'm real excited to get that in so stay tuned for randy there for ken there i have been mike you may see me around fujito ex i will see you next time here on the show bye bye everybody Which one of you monsters is the one who said they don't like solid state scouter? Cause Randy. Yeah, yeah, no, no, Randy. no, that was Ken. That was Ken. And he's a monster. <laughs> we, we, I don't know. I mean, everyone's entitled to opinions, of course. But I feel like I feel rejected. In my well, soul. here's the thing. He's he's allowed to have his opinions, but we don't have to listen to him or, you know, consort with people like him so mary did it go like this where after the podcast mike came down you won't believe what ken said no not not I, as dramatic as that i it, didn't leave my seat i turned the headphones off to the speakers and said you gotta listen to this shit yeah it was this i've got audio evidence mike was yeah he was editing it he's like Hello. he's like i don't know hey, what mike. you're doing like just stop playing fire emblem here uh, not heroes uh engage stop playing fire emblem engage and listen to this like, what you're gonna blow my mind I was actually expecting something a lot more dramatic, but I will say I'm shook. It's, uh, it's bad. It's worth stressing 
the thing I really don't like about it is the camera shutter noises. <laughs> it's not that it's not a camera. I mean, I mean, I guess it's the click of the scouter, but I suppose mm -hmm. the, the it's sound not effect. the normal sound effect that's no, used for a scouter. No. But and you know what? After I did go back and I listened to the um, the Raging Blast Two version of it, and it also has that same like exaggerated shutter sound in it too that mm. I don't associate with the original version of the song. Hmm. Anyway, folks, that podcast episode will be out tomorrow. So spoilers. Enjoy. Spoilers. Spoilers for the sauciest parts. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll know what the hell you guys are just talking about. Because that made no fucking sense. <laughs> Coming in halfway. <laughs> we talked about the new Bardock DLC for Kakarot. Of course. I still think that's like the worst name for a video game I've ever heard. Oh, it's definitely the worst. It, Kakarot is a worse name than Budokai Tenkaichi. <laughs> I don't know. What should what should they have called it? History of Goku. <laughs> sure. Register Yo, Son, Mary. Son Goku and his friends return. <laughs> Dragon History World of Goku, Z. Starring Gohan for most of it. Yeah. <laughs> Featuring Dante from the Devil May Cry series. <laughs> Big sticker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Featuring Funky Kong mode. Maybe oh, like yeah. from TV animations, Dragon Ball or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll go with that. <laughs> From the hit series playing on Cartoon Network, Dragon Ball Z, the story, the game. Hey, welcome back to, what is this, Kanzen Shu? It is. What? Is he coming back? <laughs> uh, the... This is this is you. You said the podcast. No, I mean you just said hey, and then <laughs> you went off script a little bit. I yes, did. I threw you off. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Welcome to Konzenshu, the podcast, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site. Konzenshu. I cannot believe how shitty that DLC was. <laughs>